Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1731. Today, we're going to an auction. Keep your seatbelt on. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm back in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, where it doesn't rain like where I live. The sun's always shining, and I've got a very special returning guest, somebody all of you know, Craig Jackson. Craig, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for another fun ride? I am. All right. We're going to have some fun here. Now, I'm going to do a short little introduction because really everybody already knows about you. But most of my listeners are going, wait, wasn't he just on last July? What's he doing back? Well, Craig's got some really cool news to share and some very interesting changes that are happening to the all-important Barrett-Jackson auctions that typically take place in January. But before I dive into this, Craig, and I asked you this question before, we'll see if you change it up a little bit. I always ask my guests at the beginning here. What's one little thing most people don't know about you, which might be hard to answer because we know everything about Craig Jackson. Boy, that's, uh, <sighs> I think people equate me to be a muscle car guy. And I actually really started off with Porsches mm-hmm. and have really gotten back into them. And I also used to, when I was in my early teens, uh, trick out motorcycles. I used to race them and I, my dad would never buy me one. So I set up a motorcycle repair shop and I used to build pipes and do suspension work. And I was really into bikes before I really got into cars. So uh, I think that's a couple things people wouldn't think when they think about me. I grew up around my brother who was 14 years older. That's why I, I loved muscle cars and that. But I love Porsches from a young age. No. Well, my listeners know Porsche is my car of choice. I've had many Porsches. My collector car today is a an 87 Porsche Turbo that I affectionately call my orange crush because it's a paint-to-sample car in a very rare metallic pearl orange. Is there an era of Porsche that you like? Are you going all the way back to the 356s? Or do you love the long hood 911s? Or are we moving into the 993s, 964s? What, what era do you prefer? Oh, uh, one of these days, I got to send you a picture of our boardroom table. So I used to aspire when I was younger to own a slope nose, and I couldn't afford them. So I started a company making slope nose Porsches, and I sold it when my brother passed. But yeah, I used to make metal and fiberglass slope nose kits, uh, the box rockers, the rear ducks, and that's actually what our boardroom table is now. Oh my gosh. I took my last car that I had started at which I fit all the parts on, and I turned it into a boardroom table here. So I like the turbos of the era, you know, 88, 89, the okay. slope noses. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I have quite a few 997.2s and a, a GT3 RS and a 993. I like the end of the era of the uh, air-cooled cars, so... I have seven in my collection, so I like them. Yeah, I think so. Well, I'll tell you something here, Craig. This is kind of cool. They only made three Porsches in the color that my car was painted. It was special ordered by a dealer. It was not a factory color. It's a six-stage pearl metallic orange. And one of the three cars, they're all turbos. 
They're all destined. They were all destined for the U.S. They were all European delivery, and one of them is a slope nose. And oh. I used to know where that car was. It has since disappeared. It's somewhere out there. I've not seen it out on social media. Somebody's tucked it away somewhere. But there's a slope nose version, and I'll send you a picture of my orange crush. Uh, might be something to look for down the road to add to that collection. It's an 87, so there you go. Nice nice car. Let me give yep. you a, a proper introduction here. We're going to dive into some news that I know you want to share. I'm excited to share this. Craig Jackson is the chairman and CEO of Barrett Jackson Auction Company. Over decades, he's earned the reputation as one of the world's most respected automotive collectors and restoration experts. In addition to the numerous Barrett Jackson auctions that take place across the country, Craig is an avid automotive collector, as he mentioned. And, of course, he's an enthusiast. Craig and his team will be celebrating Barrett Jackson's 50th anniversary this year. Congratulations. And today, he's sharing a very big major calendar change with their annual January auctions and why it's been moved. So when we come back from our uh, ad sponsors here, we're going to learn all about it. So keep your seatbelt on. Keep your bitter card held high. We're having fun today with Craig Jackson from Barrett Jackson Auctions. And we'll be back in just a minute. You've heard me talk about Covercraft here on Cars Yes since I began bringing you inspiring automotive enthusiasts over six years ago. Covercraft is a company I've trusted to protect my vehicles since I was in high school. But did you know they've been in business longer than that? Covercraft was founded in 1965. You don't stay in business for over 55 years without providing your customers with superior quality, innovative solutions, and a massive breadth of selections and categories when it comes to protection. Their custom fit car covers are just the start. Covercraft offers covers for cars, trucks, ATVs, boats, outdoor furniture, seats, trunk, floors, dashes, masks for the front of your rides, and a whole lot more. And here's something special just for you from me. Use the code yeah 120 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code yeah 120 that's Y-E-A-H-120 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. They've been protecting vehicles since 1976. With all the time, effort, and money you've put into your classic vehicles, do you know how much you would receive if yours was stolen, damaged, or totaled in an accident or a fire? Your regular auto insurance carriers won't tell you until after the claim and more than likely you'll be in for a rude awakening. With an agreed value policy from American Collectors Insurance, you'll be paid your vehicle's full agreed value. No surprises. So don't just hope for a fair claim settlement. Be certain and know exactly what you'll get with an agreed value policy. I shopped around and decided to protect my car with American Collectors Insurance. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866 866- 224-9324 and protect the ones you love. Tell them Mark Green at Cars Yeah sent you. That's American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors, folks just like you and me. All right, Craig, uh, welcome back. Now, as we dive into this news of what you're doing, I want to first ask you, and we'll see where we go here compared to last time you're on the show, for a success quote. Or a mantra, some kind of saying that's had meaning in the success you've had in your life. I know you love to drive, so grab the wheel. 
Well, I think it sort of goes to the decision we just had to make. Sometimes the right decision uh, is not always the one that is, you know, most financially beneficial. But when you get down to it, it's the right decision. Mm. And, you know, the two don't always get in parallel. You can make money but not do, I would say, the right thing. And that's why we made the decision to move the auction. So that has been something, you know, even though I don't agree with the Internet company that says don't do any harm right now. Ours has always been do the right thing for customers and it'll pay off in the end. And that's what we truly believe. And that is sort of our mantra. It may not financially be the best decision today, but in the long run, it will bear fruit. Well, yeah, it always does. Last time you were on the show, your quote was, we want to treat our customers the way we want to be treated. And that's a really nice segue to what you just said and diving into a major shift here. So what I want you to talk about here is, is this huge shift in timing? Traditionally, January is thought of as the time to go to the desert and enjoy Barrett Jackson. But this year, you're making a move. We all kind of know why, but I'd love for you to dive deep into the backgrounds why the decision was made, what's it all about, and we're going to dive into some more questions here, how that's going to affect and change what's going to happen moving forward. So uh, let's start with the move. Where where are we going to be going, or when are we going to be going to the desert this year? March 20th through the 27th, and we worked on this change for a while. As And I, I will give the city of Scottsdale a lot of credit talking to the city, talking to the governor's office who's been in constant contact with the feds and understanding where they think the spike was going to happen. And everything looked like the second and third weeks of January were going to be the peak. That made us, you know, really think, okay, the, the vaccine's coming out, the weather will warm up in March. And, you know, the city loved our plan because our plan was based off the October plan, which we got rave reviews over the way we executed. And they said, well, with that, you can add more people because everybody that was there realized it was uh, pretty desolate. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to make sure, but we got a lot of positive feedback and we moved to a warmer time because, you know, you You don't want everybody to feel like they're trapped inside, and that's part of what we did. But it's going to be more of a hybrid between a regular Barrett-Jackson, especially from moving it, to uh, what we did in, uh, you know, October. And you'll see it'll feel a lot more like a regular Barrett-Jackson, just with a lot of safety protocols. And also, we had to talk to our customers, and a lot were like, we're with you. And once we told them, you know, we're thinking about moving, oh, thank God. So. You know, everybody had a little bit of they want to get back together. They don't want to miss it. But at the same time, it's that is it time right now in the middle of all this going on? And our decision was, and it was a tough one, to move your mothership. And I have to thank the city of Scottsdale and the good guys because we ended up on the week that they are normally in the facility Mm -hmm. the weekend before us. And we're like, there's no way we can move in and set up all of the infrastructure that it takes for Barrett Jackson while the good guys is going on. They moved to April to accommodate our dates. I want to thank them for working together with us. The city staff and everybody has been 
very accommodating and everybody knew and I talked to every single council member and got a consensus and everybody gave us a green light but a cautious green light when I made the decision to move it I got a lot of I would say people say right decision tough decision but right decision oh absolutely yeah I agree most definitely we're seeing that already happening with events like Amelia Island I kept thinking man are they going to really do this and uh, moving them forward a Cavalino event down in Florida and so forth. So definitely a good decision. Let's talk a little bit about some of the protocol and safety measures you're going to carry forward. When you were on the show before, back in July, we were in the depths of things. I mean, and you were telling me some amazing things that you had to put into place. There's all these moving parts to your event. It's so huge. What are some of these safety measures and precautions you're going to carry over from 2020 into this move into March for 2021? So in October, we came up with a very detailed plan. And in fact, uh, we submitted our plan early on to Vegas, what we wanted to do. And Vegas is like, this is the most detailed plan we've seen of anybody wanting to come back. Same with the city of Scottsdale. And uh, it really is about how do you social distance throughout every aspect, not just the bidders, the consigners, portable partitions so that we can seat people in the skyboxes and the groups of which they came, the way we set up the seating and pods, so that if you came as a large group, you can sit together. If you came as two or three people, you sit in the front row of the pod of nine, the middle is empty, and then the other group sits in the back. And that worked out very well, tested all of our uh, auctioneers and the people up on the block that are uh, close to everybody. The city of Scottsdale put in a lot of their CARES money and changed the ventilation system on the buildings at Westworld, putting in uh, ultraviolet and uh, all the air sanitizing Mm -hmm. that uh, is really state of the art. The ion generators are put in, but also making it so that there's no return air. So they're putting the ions and all that in, and we put in a big air system to extract the air out of the lectern and the auction block. So there's a few areas where there are, the auctioneer doesn't have a mask on, putting us all inside a plexiglass little pod so Mm -hmm. that we feel safe, even though we know everybody around us has just been tested. And then working together on how does the entire site flow? How do we bring the cars in, sterilize the cars, put, uh, put the cars in ways that we positioned them, Now, for our plan for March, we've even gone above and beyond on how we've widened all the aisles and created flow patterns so that, you know, we know that there's bottlenecks. We have 140 cameras that are up in the ceilings, sharing that with the police and the fire department so that they can see if there's any bottlenecks happening. Wow. So it's a pretty involved plan to make people feel safe that if you're coming here, we take it seriously but we still want you to be able to have fun. So it's across the board in everything. We've created multiple jumbotron areas outside and in the Equidome. Mm-hmm. The general public will not be allowed in the auction arena. That is just going to be for bidders and consigners. It's the way we did it in October, but we're creating many venues around the site for the general public to be able to still watch the auction while being socially distanced in an outdoor environment. We've created several of those around the property so that it's still fun but it will not have everybody crammed together for those magical moments on the auction block that people are used to seeing on TV. 
But it still made great TV for the October auction, and we're looking forward to our March auction. Oh, absolutely. Having moved this forward, are there some advantages that you didn't expect that helped you to expand and grow and change the event to make it even better, despite all the safety protocols, which, of course, are enormous? And it seems like you guys have thought through absolutely everything. I'm sure there's been so many hours of meetings. Well, there has. You know, we changed a lot of our software. I didn't even go into that. You know, figuring that after doing two online-only auctions, people really like how we photographed the cars, how we showed a lot of uh, the flaws in the cars if you couldn't be there. You know, we can't do it quite as extensively on 800 to 1,000 plus cars, but the online bidding, the paperless ways of interacting with Barrett Jackson during the quarantine. And uh, those months, we rewrote a lot of software to make it as contactless as possible. So you don't have to come into the office unless you want to come into the office. Mm -hmm. That was part of it. By delaying, a lot of guys that were a little hesitant started giving us more cars once we announced that we were waiting. Because a lot of States were locked down. Cities are locked down. And it's not just the consigners. You know, the consigners are worried if a bidder doesn't want to come because he can't fly back home again. You know, listening to our customers is really where we came up with the decision of what is best for everybody. And you have to look at it through that lens of people want to get back together, but they want to do it now that it'll be a little warmer outside We'll be able to have a lot more open air areas and uh, people come take advantage. It's the last week of spring training. So there's a lot of things that are going to start turning around here in the next couple of months. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited. And I think this has been such a prudent decision in so many ways. And hearing you talk about so many details that those of us who don't put on events like this don't even think about is absolutely phenomenal. Let's take a short break and thank our sponsors. We come back. I want to talk a bit about what we're going to get to see, whether we're going to get to be there or for watching on television of this spectacular Bear Jackson auction that we all love so much. So keep your seatbelts on. Again, keep your hand on that bidder card. We'll be right back. I'm honored to say that my charity of choice here at Cars yeah is Tech Force Foundation. They help young people find an education and career that aligns with their passions. For those who love cars, problem solving and working with their hands a career as a professional automotive technician is the perfect fit for a fulfilling life. We're all wired differently and not every successful career demands a four-year university. Technical education and the skilled trades matter and we need qualified skilled technicians to keep our vehicles rolling. Learn more about how you can support tomorrow's driving force and workforce of technicians at techforce.org like I do here at Cars Yeah. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans? Racer and the Racers Group team owner, Kevin Buckler, founded Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series. These are four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing, these wines comprise of art, Precision, engineering, science, wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends, titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to tell you about Apex. 
It's a rich and complex blend of Cabernet Sauvignon, Syrah, and Cabernet Franc. This blend is a showcase of perfection and hits the apex with its full-bodied smooth finish. An added very cool option is the label. It's a multi-dimensional rumble strip apex reminiscent of Turn 4 at Laguna Seca. The racing series is a spectacular gift for the automotive enthusiast in your life, and I've got a deal for you. If you use the code CARSYEAH, all one word in all caps, at checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of the wines from the racing series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout for $10 off your purchase today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to adoberoadwines.com today and use the code CARSYEAH. Cheers! All right, Craig, we're back. I'd love for you to share some of the categories of cars that we can expect to see. I know you're going to have some Ford GTs. You're going to have some no-reserve customs. Uh, Could you kind of walk through some of the cars we're going to see? And I understand you might have a little uh, scoop for us here, another collection you're getting your hands on. We are. So I'll start with uh, we have two Ford GTs of this generation. We have an 18 Ford GT, the 67 Heritage Edition, and a 2017 Ford GT. Uh, Something that's coming out of our collection here, a car that uh, we found, actually uh, Fast and Loud found the cars in 1965 Shelby GT350. That was a PR car, barn find one owner car. They called us the day that they found the car and were looking at it. And our little group put together, we said, okay, if we buy this car, it's probably one of the best original cars out there, but it does need to be restored. Can we make it the best in the world? So that was the goal. So Mm -hmm. we restored the car. We had John Brown from Thoroughbred Muscle Cars. He restored the car, and he, he has probably won more Thoroughbred Awards than anyone. It won the Triple Crown. It is the only, uh, now there's been another one, but it was the first car ever to win the Thoroughbred Ward Authenticity, which means 99% of the parts on the car plus have to be original. And I learned a lot going through this process. The difference really when they're judging these between NOS parts and assembly line NOS parts that are unobtainable. And that's what this car was restored with. Uh, And the difference between the oil filter that came on the assembly line versus your dealership one. Uh, What's the difference? A lot of money, I came to find. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. For an oil filter. (laughs) For an oil filter, for an air cleaner, for just... But the car was such a beautiful car. The interior is still in it, is all original. So it started life as a PR car, it was still has the black plates on it, have the California pinks wow. in the same family, and then taken to restore to this level. So we'll be selling that car. I've had some people that know me, so, you know, they know I love Shelby's. Like, why would you sell it? And I go, because I've never driven the car. <laughs> it is that nice. Wow. I drove it around the block to go film it, and it's it's like you're in it, and you're like, I don't want to screw this thing up. No. This thing should be go to a house where somebody understands and wants to put it on a pedestal. Yeah. I drive all my cars, and it uh, it's one of those cars that I really want to take out and drive. 
We've taken it to a level that few cars on the planet are restored to, and it needs to stay at that level. So somebody will get to buy arguably the best GT350 on the planet. Cool. That sounds really cool. Now, I did mention a little uh, a little scoop for us here on Cars Yeah. You, just as we're recording this, uh, you went and looked at a collection that's going to show up at Baird-Jackson in March. Yes, and we are going to go film it next week. About time this airs, We it is about 40 cars, 50 motorcycles, and hundreds of pieces of automobilia wow. all in setting. So if you remember when we sold Ron Pratt's collection, oh, it is yeah. <laughs> collection, but very similar when you walk in the buildings and all the automobilia and the soda fountains and the gas stations and everything that uh, reminds you of that era. And it's a eclectic collection. He likes resto mods. He bought an awful lot of the cars from us. But he also likes modern day supercars, so it's it's got some real jewels inside of it, and it'll all be selling at no reserve. And the team is going to photograph it and uh, get it all ready to put up on the web, and we'll probably put out the the release here really soon. Cool. So that one we're excited about. We've got cars coming in. Here's two cars that you don't get all the time. We have two cars coming from the personal collection of Edsel Ford the third. Whoa! Here's a great one. A 1958 Edsel Bermuda station wagon. So you can buy Edsel's Edsel directly <laughs> from. Wow. You don't get to say that one all the time. No. Uh-uh. Out of Ford Super Duty Woody Wagon. We have another collection of 26 cars f- from the Razor collection. A lot of great Chevys, Snodgrass, uh, restored Tri 5 Chevys. It has a Nomad in it that scored 1,000 out of 1,000 points. Perfect. Wow. So we are really getting some unbelievable cars, as you mentioned, coming in. Uh, Some great resto mods. Probably one of the best original 1967 Corvette 427, 435 horse. Those are a car I always talk about. We're as rare as they were new. There's, you know, probably three times as many nowadays because they're probably the most cloned car. This is a real car, multiple awards original drivetrain in it and when i saw the car it is the mate to my 67 435 horsepower corvette colors options wheels side pipes everything and that car i've had in my collection for 20 some years because it's just such a beautiful car and this is the nicest one i've ever seen so it keeps going on and on on the cars and then we get into some of the great charity cars so we are going to be selling a lot of VIN 1 cars uh, coming to Barrett-Jackson, uh, five of them in total. So history is going to be made in March, not January this year. So we have the first production 2022 Hummer EV, wow. first uh, retail production 2020 C8 Corvette convertible, first Mach 1 first Bronco. So the list goes on and on. Uh, VIN 1 TRX launch edition of the Ram. And we have another really special one. We have a VIN 1 2010 Roush Mustang Barrett-Jackson edition. And that is being sold for the benefit of Michael Phelps Foundation. And Michael will be there when we sell the car. Cool. So you're getting celebrities. You're getting 
great opportunities, and it only happens at Barrett-Jackson. Absolutely. Ah, sounds fantastic. I'm getting excited. Now, let's think about the people that are either going to be there or they're going to be bidding online, watching virtually, if you will. What are a couple tips and tricks you might offer people out there that would like to purchase a car so they can feel rest assured that they're getting what they're really getting? I know things have changed and you've been doing so many more detailed photos. And as you said, really super transparent. You've always been that way, but even more if somebody can't be there. So maybe give our listeners a couple little tips and tricks when it comes to bidding on a car at a Barrett-Jackson auction. Well, first off, understand what you want ahead of time and do your own research. You know, even with the October auction, we had a lot of people that flew in and came and looked at the cars and then left uh, if they didn't want to stay around. You can also have people ask us multiple questions about the cars. We have a great team. The auction is also streamed. So every car you're going to see on the stream, and that includes showing the chassis cam and all the different angles. Our stream, because after the pandemic started, when we did the October auction, and I got to thank our partners at FYI and History, we share all the same cameras as the broadcast. So it is not like a static one or two camera shot. It is everything. And you can watch it also on FYI and History Channel. So there's multiple ways. And then on the online bidding, you know, but I say the best thing is ask us as many questions, ask us to go look at the cars if you can't meet, be there mm-hmm. or hire somebody to go look at the car so that they're totally independent. But we are about transparency That's why we have our experts go through the cars, even the resto mods, as Mike Joy talked about in the October auction. The resto mods, guys buy them and they put on the consignment agreement. It has this and it has that and it has this. And then we get it to the auction. It doesn't have that. Mm. So uh, it has the, you know, whether you're talking an LS engine or the transmission or the, the suspension components. So we try to really, we are not, uh, authenticating cars what we're trying to do is we are trying to make the statements of the consigner that the buyer understands as that these are what the car is Mm -hmm. and we check muscle cars out we check them out if we don't think it's a numbers matching car or it didn't come with uh j56 brakes on it or four-wheel disc brakes you have to change your description So that is the the crooks of it is to you are buying a car that is as close to as accurate as possible that in our experts view. And that's what I think really separates us. Absolutely. We saw the collector car market do fairly well last year, if not being pretty robust, despite everything we went through. Do you see the collector car market continuing to accelerate in this new year? I think it will. I think uh, we got a lot of people. Like you talked about, we're kicking off our 50th. That was supposed to be this year. Now we're calling it the road to 50. (laughs) We want to celebrate it when we can all have a party. Yes. That's what Barrett Jackson's known for. In the meantime, you know, as we have guys who are like, I'm bringing you 50 cars for your 50th. And uh, there's a lot of pent-up demand. There is a lot of people that are just aching to get back together because Barrett Jackson's about the cars, but it's the camaraderie, it's the party, it's the atmosphere. So we will make another big step towards that in March as things open up more throughout the summer. 
and as we get into heading towards 2022, and that's probably going to be the end of our celebration, our Scottsdale auction in 22. And by the way, it actually sort of correlates if you read the books and all the history of Barrett-Jackson. Russ and Tom decided to form the company and do the auction in 71. The first auction wasn't until 72, so ah. that's okay. Yeah, I think that'll work. Now, when you look at your crystal ball, Craig, and you look at the rest of the year past March, what are we going to see with Barrett-Jackson as we move past this, this big move into March? Well, we are going to uh, do an auction. Uh, our Vegas auction will be next up on the docket. And we're working with all the different municipalities to see. You now, that's what happened this year is, you know, some states opened up quicker, some didn't, some opened, some closed. It was really whack-a-mole for a <laughs> Yes, auction. no kidding. <laughs> oh, Northeast is good. They're, they're crushing it. <laughs> yeah. We should go there. Oh, we're not allowed to fly there. Right. Well, that sort of doesn't work. Right. You know, in different states, we took a more cautious approach, I would think, of how to get back into it while still doing commerce. And as I said at the opening, it's decisions you make should not just be what is short-term financially the best, what is long-term. And we see long-term, we're seeing blue-chip cars continuing to perform well. You're seeing uh, the market broaden. You're seeing the supercars. You're seeing the Japanese cars continuing to do well. And I think that those trends will continue as car collecting gets broader in the future. Oh, absolutely. Are you seeing with your buyers what we're seeing in a lot of places, a demographics move? You see older people selling off some collections as they, they age out and they want to liquefy some things. Younger people coming in, are you seeing that happening in a pretty big way, even with the pandemic? Yes. And, you know, we've one of our online auctions, one of our biggest bidders was a guy that never bought from us before. So we got on the phone with him afterwards. There was another car that he wanted that he didn't bid on enough to get it. And uh, we talked to him. He goes, well, I collect art, but I decided I'd start collecting cars because I see these cars as art. And you're seeing a broader selection of people coming in, women, more women coming into it. Mm -hmm. We are seeing a lot more ex-geners coming into it. They love the a different type of car. They like the Broncos and the SUVs because they grew up in those. They like customizing them. You're seeing a lot of them really like the Japanese era cars and the SUVs because that was their first cars. And that trend keeps going forward. I have a customer that will be selling his cars over the next three auctions who in himself is pretty young. But his taste has changed from what he thought he first wanted to have to what now he he's changing his collection out. Sure. So I think it's a healthy market out there. There's a pent-up demand. And there's a pent-up demand to get back together and see each other. Oh, gosh. If yeah. We are going to see the roaring 20s again when this, this is over. I said that a year ago. I said, you know, it's been 100 years since pandemic. And look what happened after <laughs> yeah. the back together again 100 years ago. Yep. I've seen more on the news lately, people talking about that now that we're past the election and uh, all of that. People are like, okay, when can we actually start going and doing things? I look at a good indicator. Live Nation stock right now is at an all-time high when months ago it was an all-time low. They're all out there jockeying right now, getting their pr protocols together and everybody's planning out twenty, the end of 21 and into 22 
with a hockey stick of people wanting to go to concerts and coming back to a full-blown Barrett Jackson. And that's what people are looking forward to. Absolutely. Positism for sure. Hey, what's the best way for people to sign up and learn more about this event that's been moved to March so that if they want to bid or they want to simply watch or they want to show up, what are all the different ways that they can tap into you guys? Well, the best is go to the website, barrett-jackson.com. We're on all the different social media platforms, but you can also use our hashtag, Barrett Jackson. But really go to the website and call us. If you don't see the answer you want on there, you just want to talk to a car person or talk to our, our bidder department, you know, we any type of communication you want to do, but if you want to just read up on it, uh, you can go and watch videos on our YouTube channel. So we are fully digital as well as we still use analog phones here and you can call <laughs> we'll talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's so many ways to connect with people at Barrett Jackson. And I'll tell you, if you're a listener out there that's never been on a car before, but you're at a point in your life when Maybe it's time you want to move some assets into something fun uh, like I've done. Uh, Bear Jackson is an awesome way to start. You rest assured this is a safe, secure way to do it. Whether you're there, you're online, whatever it is. But take Greg's advice. Do your homework up front. Make sure that the car you want to bid on is really the car that you want. And don't buy it because you think it's going to go up in value. Buy it because you love it and it's going to be a part of your personal collection. Craig, what's a, maybe a final parting piece of I should say words of wisdom and advice about life and business and the, the positivity that you've been exuding here is absolutely tremendous that you could share with people to help them feel as good and that the Roaring Twenties are coming back. Well, I think all indicators are the Roaring Twenties is coming back. And you look at how strong real estate has been and the, you know, people first wanted to, you know, especially a lot of the younger generation, my son being one of them, oh, I'm only going to live in a condo. I don't want all the yard maintenance and everything you go towards. And now he's like, I need some space. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be all cooped up with people in a building sharing an elevator. Yep. You see real estate, boats, living life. And uh, that's what Barrett Jackson is about. And I think if this was a wake-up call that we are not going to live forever, you need to live life. And Barrett-Jackson is a bucket list type event. There's nothing else like it. And people want to get back together and have fun and travel. And those are all the things that I think we all look forward to. And get this pandemic behind us and let's all go live life and come enjoy our hospitality. You know what? And I'll tell you, listeners, I've been to Barrett Jackson auctions over the decades. They are, if you've never experienced it, it will blow you away. It is incredible. It's just absolutely incredible. You can find everything Craig has shared today on his Cars Yeah show notes page. If you missed my talk with Craig back in July, it's on the Cars Yeah website too. You can go back and listen to him there. Craig, Thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise. I'm so excited that you've made this decision. It's a great decision. It's going to be great for everybody. I cannot wait for March. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you either down the road or at the Barrett-Jackson auction. Thank you. You're welcome. GS Events was founded by Cindy Sisson and Teresa Gilpatrick. Together, they create strategic alliances, curated events, and business development connecting automotive brands to discerning audiences. Their flagship offering, Women Shifting Gears, amplifies women's voices and participation in the automotive culture. 
through strategically developed events, they create innovative concepts and collaborations that create remarkable professional and personal experiences you won't find anywhere else. GS Events immersive, inclusive opportunities create networking, skill building, and unforgettable experiences. Whether you enjoy rallies, concours, auctions, restoration, the business side of collected cars, or you always have yearned to expand your skills to drive vehicles to its fullest potential, GS Events has automotive events and experiences designed just for you. And by the way, both Cindy and Teresa are past guests here on Cars Yeah, so give them a listen. You can find gsevents.live on their website today. Did you know that Cars yeah! is in the top 1% of all podcasts based on listenership according to Libsyn, the premier RSS feed for podcasts in the United States? That's right. And Cars yeah! is the only five-day-a-week automotive-focused podcast for you to get your message into the ears of thousands of listeners daily from all over the world. Plus, DuPont Registry recommended Cars Yeah! is one of their top 10 car podcasts for you to enjoy. Cars Yeah! has experienced tremendous growth, plus your ads are evergreen, meaning they never go away. And more and more listeners find Cars Yeah! every day for their daily dose of automotive inspiration. Do you want to expose your brand to a highly targeted list of automotive enthusiasts in a very unique in very personal way, well, I can help you. Contact me, Mark Green, at mark at carsyad.com or through the website at carsyad.com today to learn more. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to carsyad.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!